Your attention, please. Please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue strain and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I got to see my first ever live sumo wrestling event while having dinner at the same time. And while it was super weird, but super cool at the same time, I've got to admit, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey everybody, I am here with Sam Baig. As a first time seller on any e-commerce platform, Sam launched his private label business on Amazon back in October of 2016, and he reached six figures per month in revenue within three months. And that was without any previous business experience. Is that right, Sam? Yes, that is correct, Manny. Welcome to the show. I got a lot of questions for you. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself. How old are you and where are you from? I'm 32 years old. I'm actually from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Cool. And how long have you been selling on Amazon? Since October 2016, about, you know, eight months or so, seven, eight months. So Wow. Okay. So not too long. Yeah. So, you know what, with all the changes that are happening on Amazon over the last half year to nine months or so, it, I think it's going to be interesting to get the perspective of somebody that's pretty new, like yourself, True. who's actually managed to overcome a lot of the hurdles that Amazon has been throwing at you, right? Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, and I it's always it's, changing too. Yeah, I know. Constantly. So you got, you've constantly got to roll with it. Are you doing this full time at the moment? Uh, just part time. So actually I have a separate career, um, eight to five job. And I work on this Amazon business at, you know, at, you know, like at night and also in the mornings too. Okay. So you know, as a side gig pretty much for now. Interesting. And I, I mentioned you're a six figure per month earner. Uh, how much are you making per month right now? Around 300 K actually. 300. All right. So you're on pace yeah. almost to do 4 million a year. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome if I get to that point, hopefully soon. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. How much money did you actually start with? What, it's been eight months, I guess, since yeah. you started this thing. I started with actually only 10K. I started actually one product with one color, so one variation. And at that point, I saw really fast results, so I decided to scale as fast as possible. And okay. like I just added more products over time. And pretty much, you know, the key for me was to reinvest all profits. So, you know, so I pretty much tried to scale as fast as I could, you know, which definitely helped me you know, get to this point where I'm at right now. Okay. How did you actually start this business or how did you launch the business on Amazon? Actually, um, you know, first what I did was, you know, establish a brand on like Facebook, Twitter, and like Instagram, try to, you know, get a following. At that point, I launched my business, you know, using Facebook advertising. So at that point, you know, as part of the, you know, you know, like on Facebook, you, you know, you got to find your target audience. And so once I found my target audience, I was able to tailor, you know, my ads to them. And at that point, launch my products. And at that point, I like had a huge sales volume, high velocity. And so that really helped out a lot, you know, for sure. Okay. All right, cool. And are you 100% on Amazon right now? Yes, actually okay. I am. 
U.S. or, or U.S. U.S. Are you planning to go outside of U.S. or are you just going to grow it on U.S. for now? For now, U.S. You know, but you know, so wouldn't mind trying out like Amazon UK also. Yeah, I think there's opportunity you know over there also for sure. So we'll see how that goes though. Okay, how many ASINs do you have total right now? Let's see. Uh, I got about forty total 40. between four okay. different products. Yeah. So the key for me is just adding different sizes, also different colors too. So between, you know, all those, you know, I have probably to like 35 to 40 ASINs total. And these are variations of one main primary product? Correct. Yeah. I got oh, wow. four products total uh-huh. with several variations per product, which is okay. helping me out. How many yeah. brands? How many brands does that represent? Just one brand. So I have okay. one niche brand in the one niche market, which is, you know, a pretty, a very competitive market. Uh-huh. But at the same time, with high volume of, you know, customers, you'd actually attract more at the same time. So that's helped me out a lot. Do you feel like creating variations? So you have four products with the rest of them all being variations, right? Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So do you do that so that you have all those reviews ready to go on new products that you launch? Or is it a whole different reason? Oh, actually, uh, sorry about that. So I actually have about like 10 variations per, you know, per product. So. Okay. And there's, but there's four products. Correct, correct. Okay, so you have a product, you launch a new variation of it, and it, it you know it, it adopts the number of reviews that the parent has. So mm-hmm. it helps, I imagine that helps quite a bit through launching. Oh, is, that, yeah. is, is that why you do that, or, or is it literally a, an yeah. active variation? So actually, it actually helps, you know, um, have more sales volume also. So, you know, with more sales volume, you actually have more interviews too that way also. So my goal is to, you know, for sure, you know, scale as fast as I can and also you know, figure out which colors – Mm-hmm. You know, you know our customers will like the most at that point, and try to you know, try to you know, you know forecast you know, um, you know you know their needs pretty much at that point. So that helps out a lot. Okay, how many for the parent product that has the most reviews? How many reviews would that be? I actually have seventeen hundred reviews. Seventeen hundred. Yeah. And how long? Uh, since October, so it's been about eight okay. months or so. So that was one of your first. That was the first product, yeah. essentially. Eight nine months. Yeah. How, how do you get seventeen hundred reviews in seven months? Well, the key is to have high sales volume. You know, I started off actually with a very low price, almost at break even, in order to you know get some traction as a first time seller. It's wanting to break even at least you know for the first few months. At that point, after that, I gradually you know did increase my price. But the key is to like you know send out follow-up emails that do add, you know, some value, you know, beyond the product via like an info guide or FAQ guide or something like that. Well, you know, like even a coupon, you know, helps them out, you know, like helps the customer want more of your product. Mm. Are these guides, are they within the email? Are they an attachment? A PDF? Attachment. Attachment. What kind of attachment do you use? A PDF. PDF. Okay. And Amazon, a lot of people wonder if Amazon strips those out or has an issue with doing that. No Not at all. They're always received by the customers. It's pretty awesome. So Cool. What do you put inside this PDF that gives value and actually helps your business? So, you know, I guess there's always, you know, the, like a list of questions, you know, for each product, you know, you know, you know, you know that's asked. So, you know, my thought was why not create a FAQ guide that has a list of, you know, key questions that a customer would have and, you know, also answer them too. So, at that point, I call it a you know, customer service FAQ guide. You know, and then also that also send out a typical like like info guide, you know, that helps the customer like understand my product too. So you know, so, you know, between those two, and also a ebook and also a coupon, 
you know, have a huge amount of value you know, beyond the product. Okay. For the customer, so. so when do you actually send out the, I guess the FAQ, is that getting to them after they've gotten, received the product or before? I actually send out three total emails. Okay. So the first email is actually one day after it's actually confirmed by Amazon as a, hey, how's it going? Like, here's my product. Like, here's my guys or anything like that. After that, I send out a second email about a day or two after they actually get the product. So, and third email, I get a week after they get it, asking for the review as like the final, you know, request. So the PDF is in email number two? Uh, actually, both in email number one and number two. Is it the is yeah, same thing. It's the same PDF on both of them. Yeah, so I want to like you know like you know just say hey if you missed out you know, you know my first email just actually second email you know you know you actually you know can have this attachment for also. That's cool. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So how many people would you say actually or the percentage of people that you send it to or what percentage of the people that you send it to actually use your coupon code that you put in there? I need to track that actually, but actually I get about let's say about eighty coupon codes ordered. Or use per day, eighty. So, wow. yeah. So what what are you offering? What's the coupon code for? A twenty percent coupon um, off future products. So one time use coupon. So that helps out a lot. So okay. you know, my thought was, hey, if a customer wants more product, they could just use that coupon code because it helps you know them you know want more even you know more than one product. Yeah. You know, so, you know, two or three. You know, whatever. You know, you know, you offer. You could offer that you know, discount code, and it helps accelerate your overall. Um, sales volume also. Okay, so it's not a one-time use coupon. It's like a just a universal coupon. Actually, it is a one-time use coupon. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Also, stay on there. Also, this is for one-time use. You know, limited time. You know, limited time only. So I guess that way, you know, they're more likely to use it as fast they can. So is that one-time use per user or one-time ever for per- anybody? That's per, per user. Per user. Okay. So you have yeah. the same code that you send to everybody. Exactly. Like one use. And then uh, that's pretty smart. So you have, so 20% off and this is off of any of the other variations or is it off of anything that you sell? Anything. And all li- four products. You list all four products in that PDF? Correct. I say any, you know, like any product. So. Okay. And you have the margins to support that or, or if they use it, yeah. does that really crush it? Uh, like destroy your margins? Uh, one product, it might crush it, but I just want to get the volume. You know, so my thought was, you know, like try to like increase top line revenue as fast as possible. Uh-huh. And after that, like once you get the reviews and the, and, and the velocity, you could, you know, after that, try to increase your price gradually. Uh-huh. Um, to where the coupon, you know, won't really affect your overall uh, margins that much. Okay. All right. So what what are your margins? You're doing 300 grand a month, which is crazy for, for having done this in six months, seven months. Yeah. So where are you at with the, after Amazon's fees and advertising and refunds, things like that? What's your number? I'd say probably 40%. You're at 40. You're like a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So um, what, what does your typical product sell for? What's the price point roughly? Probably like uh, $15. All right, not that, not that high. So I actually sell it below market or below probably, you know, right at average cost. But actually, I am like one of the best sellers, but actually I sell it below the best seller's cost. So okay. that way you have an edge, very same quality, almost, you know, the same quality, if not more, mm-hmm. but cheaper. So it gives, you know, the customer alternative to purchase a cheaper, high quality product. Mm-hmm. At that point, that, you know, will help, you know, build your ranking, your BSR, yeah. And overall, you know, sales velocity and volume. 
So $15, what would be your landed cost? Um, so what do you mean by that? So after paying the factory and then paying for the shipping to get it out here, what's what's your total cost on that product? Get it to Amazon. Uh, probably, let's say, $3. $3. Okay. And, and you the, get a, go ahead. Yeah. And like, you know, the key for me is to have a lightweight product because mm-hmm. if you have a really heavy product, in my opinion, you know, cost more actually, you know, to have it shipped to from China to Amazon and also have it, you know, shipped, stored at Amazon warehouses too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also, you know, uh, you, know f- you, you know, for me also offer a hassle-free refund, you know, policy. So if they want, you know, they want, want like a different, you know, um, like, a, like a different, you know, color or anything like that, I'll just, you know, send them a free pair. So okay. that way, you know, my goal is to increase my, cover, my, my, my customer service as best as possible. Okay. So, you know, so. What, what category are you in? So actually, um, health and household. Health and household. And how, how much does your product weigh roughly? You say keep it light. How light are you talking about? Talking about probably, let's see here, maybe two ounces. How big, how big would it be? Uh, it's, it's in a box. I still in a box. So yeah. about six inch by four inch box. Wow, and that's light then. So two to three ounces. And are you ordering by the container yet, or, or you're not at that? Not yet. So you know, like as you know, like when you have a high, you know, you know, revenue, you gotta like like order like a lot of inventory. Yeah. So, like, you know, you know, all that costs a lot of money. But you know, I guess for me, um, sea shipping costs like you know takes about two months or so to actually ship from Amazon uh, from China to Amazon. So my thought was for now. To only do like air shipping, which is obviously more costly than, than you know, than she's you know, sea shipping for sure. But yeah, okay. So the three dollars to get it to Amazon that includes the air shipping. Uh, maybe three fifty with air shipping. Wow, that's good. So you, it sounds like you found a really good product. Price is low. You're number one seller in that niche. Hopefully, your returns are are low, and you've got a lot of variations. You're just expanding on that particular brand, that particular product. Exactly. How did you, uh, having whatever experience you had, it sounds like you didn't have a lot of business experience from our conversation uh, earlier, uh, Mm -hmm. but how did you know to find this type of product? And and, I mean, is this your first product? Let me ask you that first. It is my first product. Yeah. First product is you just kind of just hit it out of the ballpark. This is crazy. Yeah. So how how, how did you know? What happened was actually, I was at dinner at my cousin's house, actually in California, Uh close to you actually, we're at dinner. And he had an idea, like a actually a product idea. And I kind of you know, took that idea and kind of ran with it and had my own separate, you know, type of product similar to that. So that's where I got that idea initially. It was actually, you know, through family. Oh, really? So, you, got, you got to buy them dinner, right? Again. Yeah, I know, okay. right? You, you've, you've made it uh, for me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so so. so you, brand is pretty big for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, your, your brand name. How important has it been for you to build this actual brand on Amazon? It's, uh, I think, very important. Like, I, you know, with all the changes re- you know, that have happened lately with Amazon, I think the key is to build a brand, to have a, a full-scale business that offers value you know, beyond the product. Um, and that way you have loyal customers that recognize your brand on and off Amazon, too. So I think with, like, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can also establish a off-Amazon customer base that, I guess, is raving about my brand. So I think that's been really helpful also. 
Okay. I'm going to jump around a little bit. I want to go back to the reviews because I wasn't finished with that actually. Oh, no I, I got some questions coming in because you've got a lot of, a lot of reviews. Do you feel, um, have you talked to other sellers or maybe you have some products where you don't do the PDFs? Do you feel like the PDFs have drastically increased the amount of reviews that you get? Yeah. Yeah. So actually I started the PDFs within a month or two after selling. At that point also I changed my format on my emails as far as timing and text and made it from like really formal to like more friendly. And I was like, you know, so that really helped out a lot. So okay. having a really, you know, friendly based, you know, email, uh, I think that helped out a lot too, you know, really well written, well, well crafted. And also, you know, the PDFs are, you know, took, you know, also spending a lot of time on that too, making sure I have like, you know, you know very nice visually appealing you know, PDFs too. Um, Make it like info packed. You spend the time up front, make mm -hmm. a high quality PDF that adds value to the customer beyond your product. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I think that helps out a lot. Are there images in it? Uh, no, it's just pretty much text with like nicely formatted tables, mm -hmm. um, various items that you know okay. you apply to what you they link want. You have with the coupon codes uh, in there, or the coupon code. You have a link back to Amazon. They could just click it right there, and and off they go. Actually, I don't, but I actually should. That'd be a great idea to do. Okay, but they have the well, they have the coupon code. They're going to go no matter what. They want exactly, so exactly. They have, do they have to search for your product by brand name at that point on Amazon to to find it? Is that what they do? Um, I think you know, with them already knowing where it's at on Amazon, they could you know go to it again. But okay. I think um, they could type in my brand name even and you know, go to it directly. Okay. My store. Okay, cool. Sam, are you doing this on your own? I mean, are yeah. you the only one involved? Really? Yeah, man, it's been a really time-intensive experience, a one-man show. Uh, honestly, I've kind of sucked off on social media, so my thought is maybe get someone to help me out with that because that's really that takes time. Honestly, I just don't have time for that as much as I used to. <laughs> you know, everything so. takes time, Sam. Like uh, people always say, "Well, come on, just do that." It only takes three minutes, and I'm like, you know, I have like a hundred things that only take three minutes every day. Yeah. Right. Add, You're right. Do, do the math. It just, there's just not enough time for everything. You're so, right. So you have no VAs, right? Correct. No the, VAs. Wow. I actually have eight to five jobs. So I can go to office, you know, you know, a day and then I come home at night from like right. nine to 12. I work, you know, at night. Right. I also wake up in the morning like at like 6 a.m. Right. Two before work and try to make as much time I can, you know, it's, it's okay. hard, hard work. But if you, you know, you work hard for it, you can definitely achieve all right, so Sam, here's a serious question for you. Yeah. You're doing 300K, you've got really solid margins. Why do you still have your regular day job? I just want this to last. It, like it feels really good to be true, honestly. Okay, I want it. you know this to be a steady income, like steady income stream coming in. Mm. Uh, you're nervous that might go if if it goes away, then you and you don't have a job. You're like ah, I, I pulled the trigger too quick, right? Yeah. And also, I got married last year too, so I'm also in newlywed. So I want to be able to support my wife too. In case it doesn't work out, so this okay. is yeah. So how long at three hundred k a month? How long do you have to go before you finally? If let's just say it doesn't grow, but it maintains that. At what point would you finally say, "All right, it's time to let go of the the day job and focus on this bad boy right here"? My my thought was always whenever I make five hundred k net profit in back to back years. So five hundred k for the whole year, right? Five hundred net profit. Year. Yeah, net profit after all expenses are paid and everything like that. Okay. And back to back years, you know, my eyes at that point have really good business. I could really depend on, you know, financially. Okay. How, how many ASINs do you plan to launch? Whatever, whatever, it, whether it's a year or a month or every quarter, what's the plan there? Any ideas? 
I think I've about 70% reaching my target, like ASIN brand growth. Mm-hmm. I want to add probably three more products that will provide a total of probably 15, 20 ASINs. Okay. At that point, I think I'll be well established where I want to be. Okay, cool. Let's role play. I'm a new seller. Sam, I just got my Amazon account. I found a product. I'm going to launch this thing. What's your launch strategy? How do I, how do I get this thing to, to get up there with this, these competitors and actually make sales? What do yeah. You so what I would tell you is, hey, man, uh, it's uh, really competitive out there. It's really saturated. Amazon is. So you got to find a way to get ahead. And for me, what I do is I launch at a break-even price. And then at that point, I spend a lot of money on PPC. So the key bottom line, you know, is to figure out what are the high volume of keywords that Amazon has available, you know, like what customers, so what keywords are the customers most searching for? And the key is to rank for maybe the first top three or top five, you know, keywords as fast as possible. And for me, that's using a very aggressive, very healthy PPC budget, you know, for those keywords. At that point, you're able to rank faster because you have a lower price and also a higher exposure, higher like advertisement in you know, volume also. So I think that, you know, that's my main tactic to use simply. It costs a lot of money, but after a while, after a few weeks, you're able to rank and make some return money also from that. What would you spend on PPC for a single ASIN for the launch, um, roughly? Well, typically, I guess I start off with probably a new product will probably have about eight ASINs. So launch a product at the same time, you know? What do you so mean? A product has eight ASINs? What do you mean? So I typically start off like, you know, eight different, eight, like child ASINs, you know, oh, for one current got ASIN. It. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. So at that point, I spend a lot of money, like at least 500 bucks a day. How much? 500? 500, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like up to 1,000. I mean, the bottom line is this is like, like advertising um, is very valuable. Like the bottom line for Amazon, you know, now is, you know, you know, having a strong rank, for, you know, rank for keywords, uh-huh. and the best way, you know, for that is PPC. Um, also, you could run, you know, some some ads via Facebook advertising. Also, that help out a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and but my thought was, you know, you, you know, to scale as fast as I can, spend as much as I can now, and then you know, you know, over time, it'll pay off very fast. Yeah. So once you're ranked, it pays off. I agree. It sounds like something I've taught before. So in the podcast, really? so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole pricing low, moving up. Going, yeah. I was doing the a thousand dollars a day, five hundred a day, easy. What yeah. is your? What are you bidding? What are your bids on on the actual click? What do you got? What are you putting in there? Uh, start off at two dollars, but make it like up to four dollars. So what I found my last product was like I just bid a high a high amount in order to get you know exposed on the front page, top and center. You know that bid plus option, so to speak, where you actually have the first you know listing posting. Mm-hmm. Like after that, it will you know you know to lower it down to like five dollars, and then a four and three eventually. So my thought is to like run you know run PPC for about a week and a half at that high you know budget amount, and then slowly start to scale down to like two hundred dollars okay. a day, you know, one hundred fifty dollars a day, you know, even one hundred dollars a day uh, for like you know, for you know various keywords. Are you doing this on an automatic campaign initially, or are you straight out going manual on some of this? Uh, manual, pretty much. Like I actually use like you know the exact match. So like softwares like Helium Ten have actually helped me find you know you know like all the high volume keywords 
uh, typical keywords, and from there I just able to, you know, run PPC for those three to five high volume, you know, keywords. After that, I do a very more intensive keyword search and do it um, after I you know first rank my first top three to five um, keywords. At that point, mm-hmm. you know, after I have a good ranking, I actually you know do a broad based keyword PPC. Um, advertising for that. So let me get this straight. You don't do any automatic campaigns when you first launch? Correct. Just straight manual. You know what your keywords are going. You bid very high, up to $10 Correct. initially uh, per, per click. You set a budget Correct. of $500 to $1,000 for that that product with all the children ASINs, right? Exactly. And you just start blasting it. Now, Amazon's giving you love because they're like, what is this guy doing? He's bidding so much. We're going to give you everything or we're going to give you a lot. You start driving it. What is your ACOS, your ACOS when you're doing this? Initially, man, it's really high. But <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> like let's say 200 300%. You know, yeah. you're not making much money on it. But I'm telling you, the upfront advertising costs do pay off in the long run. Okay. And that's the best way to look at it. You know, like over the next two, three weeks, over a month or in two months, even three months, you're, you're like, you know, like a cost goes down a lot. Okay. Where do you, what point does it fall down to a level where you're, you're happy? Um, like once I'm on page one, mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, um, decrease my PPC at cost. So my goal is to get on page one as fast as I can. Because mm-hmm. honestly, my opinion a lot of customers don't go past page one. So if you're on page one, you're able to, you know, get sales, you know, at a high rate because that's pretty much the, you know, the highest rate, you know, highest volume of, of you know, customers is on page one. Yeah. So you're launching, you have a product at $15 when you're launching this thing and you're doing this, you know, high level PPC, you know, or high, high volume. What are you pricing your product at? I actually price it right above, I guess Amazon has, you know, you know, like a limit for like an add-on item, which means that you can't, you know, purchase something beyond $20 or something like that. But, you know, pretty much all the low weight products, like either if you, you know, go below, you know, below a certain price uh, threshold, then you can't ship individually. You have to like spend more than $20 in order to have that product shipped. So I find out what my add-on item um, threshold is. And then I just you know, bump it up by like in dollars, so past that add-on item threshold. Where is that typically? Around nine dollars. Nine dollars. So yeah. So a lot of people might not know that. You're absolutely right. It happened to me by accident back in the day when I was starting it out. I'm like, let's just go low, and then all of a sudden, boom, it becomes an add-on product, which kills your sales. It right? does. You're like, it oh does. my god. I'm like, people would think, oh no, that would increase sales. Like, nope, because you have to have a twenty-dollar minimum, like you said. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. So that's smart. Okay. So nine dollars, and and then you just and it slowly after a week and a half, you start bringing it up little by little. Is it an increment or is it fast? I I keep it there for about a month, month and a half. Like I'm okay with not breaking even or breaking even mm-hmm. for the first month and a half. You know, you know the key is this is to get you know reviews. Um, also, you know, a well ranked product for different you know keywords. So once you you know, are, you know, or you, you know, rank pretty well, you can actually at that point increase your price slowly, maybe 20%, uh, 20 cents, you know, per day, mm-hmm. you know, towards not a huge jump, but gradual jump, you know, that way your BSR is not really affected by your price increase. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, so what's been your biggest challenge to actually, uh, or your biggest challenge to date so far? The biggest challenge for me has just been inventory management. Like the more you sell, the more you got to order mm-hmm. you know, from your supplier. And you know some factories are really busy, so you got to account for that too. Like I give my supplier like almost a 45-day lead time. 
that way, you know, you know, less, you know, month, you know, like almost a month to actually make the product and also, you know, time to ship it. Mm-hmm. And also takes like five days for, you know, for Amazon to actually ship, um, have it checked in into the warehouse too. So, you know, you know, the key is like, it's been a lot of, you know, like, you know, you know, the biggest challenge for me is cash flow also, because the more product you have, the more you got to spend cash wise mm-hmm. to have the products brought in. So, yeah. Are you using any kind of loans or cash sources out there? No. Also funded. Yeah, self-funded. So what happened, you know, for me, I actually lived at home with my parents for about eight years or so. At that point, I saved a lot of money, you know, um, you know, through that method. So uh, I had some cash saved up. But part of it was I started off small. I wanted to see if it worked or not. And once I realized it worked, I started to spend more and more money. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was kind of scary because I, like, ordered too much product. And, you, you know, you didn't really know if it worked out or not. So thankfully it did. But... Uh, you know, my goal was to scale really fast, fast as I could, which may not always be the best option, you know, for each person, but, you know, you know, but, uh, it was definitely a challenge that way. What do you do that when you have something suddenly it sells better than you thought and you're like, man, I'm going to stock out in like two weeks and I know the lead time is going to be, you know, a couple months. What's your plan at that point? What do you do with that listing? The yeah, honestly, man, so my first product ever, I like, launched it. I only... I sold it for like, had like only, I guess, you know, 2,000 units at first. I thought that'd be fine. But <laughs> right. I sold out in three weeks, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So I never planned for that. And then I was actually out of stock for about a month and a half, okay. which, which which did suck, you know? But once I got back in stock, I had to pretty much start over, you know, again, because my BSR went down quite a bit. So I did my advertising again, my low price tactic also again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really dealt with it after that. It was a huge lesson for me to really plan ahead, make sure you give enough lead time mm-hmm. to have, you know, time for it, you, you know, for your supplier to actually ship the product over and have enough time for all that you know, good stuff. Yeah. Where, uh, you just deal with one supplier? Yeah. One supplier for everything pretty much. Where are they at? In China? China. Yeah. yeah. How, how'd you find the supplier? Through Alibaba. So, you know, what I did actually was this, I actually found a list of like 35 suppliers and I made a spreadsheet. I wanted to, you know, figure out, you know, their name and also their average cost. So an Alibaba gives a, a cost estimate of how much their product, you know, um, you know, was sell for. Also gave them, also summarized like the MOQ and everything like that. I mean, you know, like also some small, you know, some few small notes for each supplier also. And I actually emailed each one. And then I asked for samples from like five or ten. And then from there, I actually, you know, you know, you know, how to, you know like, how to, like, how to narrow down to one supplier. So the yeah. key on it is just, you know, spend spend the time up front. Make sure you're very you know, diligent in your efforts to find the best supplier for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, you know, my supplier is actually, you know, on WhatsApp. So I talk to her via WhatsApp like every other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helps out a lot. That she has really good English, too. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, being able to type and text English is really important for me, too. So you know, that's been really helpful for me. What has been? What was the the top reasons you'd say for choosing the supplier you did? Was it like did they run away from the competition, or was it real tight? Um, in my opinion, I actually found out that she sold the uh, best selling product. Ah, okay. How did you find <laughs> out? She, they just told you, or did you ask? Actually, I purchased the top five best you know, best selling products on Amazon. 
in for my niche. Very smart. Yeah, you should and always I, do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I just like actually ordered samples from, you know, I guess the top five to 10 samples, <laughs> you know, and at that point kind of cross-checked. Yeah, you're it's, comparing, right? Like, wait a second. This is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So right. that helped out a lot. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. All right. How did you, I mean, did you just wing this or did, how did you learn to run this business? Uh, I actually spent almost about a year and a half prepping for it. So the key, in my opinion, is to definitely spend your time up front, um, read as much as you can, attend courses, learn. You know, like Amazon is a beast, you know, to learn. So is running a business. So you got to find out how to start your business, how to scale it, how to like even, you know, set your listings. Everything simple is that you got to like figure out how to do it. And, and that way, you know, you're not struggling, you know, you know, after you have to start a business too. So, you know, you know, the key for me was just in spending time reading, you know, uh, you know, various, you know, um, you know, you know, going to various, you know, courses online and you know, just search on Google, like how to run an Amazon business. Like, like, you know, Google is so powerful. You can find anything you want you know, online. So that's helped me out a lot, you know? Awesome. What would be, as you're learning and you were going through everything, what was one of the biggest mistakes that you've made? Biggest mistakes. Uh, I think it was the the supply, the the inventory running out. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it was not my fault, but honestly, I wish I planned it better. Okay. Um, that like happens actually, to all of us, man. It's, it's yeah. You know, I I don't know a successful person that has not had a stock out and just kind of slap yeah. their heads because you either you're either um, you know just crazy and just you, you go nuts with it, and then suddenly you're like, oh man, I got twelve thousand units that I can't sell, or you got to be a little cautious, you know, because you never know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, what was your biggest win that uh, stands out in your mind? Other than having that dinner and going, hey, thanks for the, the product yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the key for me was just not knowing if it would work out, but using Facebook ads. Uh-huh. Like, I spent about a few weeks trying to figure out how to run it. Actually, you know, you know, for that, mm-hmm. I actually found out, you know, what my uh, target audience was through split testing. So I ran almost like, 20 different ads to find out my lowest cost per click. And once I found which age group, which gender, which interest, you know, yielded the best cost or lowest cost per click, your CPC at that point, that was my, I knew I, you know, I found my target audience. Nice. So Facebook, you love, you love advertising on Facebook? I started off with that, but actually I've since, you know, changed to Amazon only because I wanted to like invest all my money in Amazon PPC for the key, you know, keywords. Mm-hmm. So I may do Facebook in the future, but not right now. Uh, are you are you doing AMS or only sponsored ads? Sponsored ads. Okay. Are you going to be jumping into AMS? I think I may in the future. Okay. Cool. All right. So this has been valuable. This has been awesome. I, I want to close with one final question. I, I kind of ended a lot of these video podcasts with this. If you could go back in time, and I know that's not a long time. It's only you know, it's not even a year. But go back to where you started. What would be the advice that you would whisper in your ear and give yourself? I would tell myself just take it slower. You know, just be more patient. Because honestly, I've um, been for, you know you know been very fast. And with it all, I've wanted to scale as fast as I can. I've actually, ever, you know, guys reinvested all profits. So I wouldn't mind, you know, you know, take it slower and actually have more profits to work with. Um, but, you know, I just really like things fast-paced. I want, you want to get to where I want to get as fast as I can. Uh, you know, but I would tell myself, just, you know, you know, slow it down, you know, be patient and just enjoy it, you know, and not take it too seriously, not want to get as fast as you can, you know, to a high yeah. level. 
it sounds like you've come a long ways in a short amount of time, so that's pretty yeah. awesome. Are you are you part of the Illuminati Mastermind members now that you're at that kind of level? Uh, not yet, but I want to be actually. I actually watched your April podcast or your, your April video, which is really awesome, really helpful. So I want to de- definitely join it. I want to talk to you about that. Cool. Yeah, we love, we'd love to have you guys, have you in there. There's a few hundred yeah. uh, high-level guys in there. So that said, Sam, it's been awesome. I want to – you know what? You're so – fresh and green honestly and you're crushing it i want to come back uh hit me up in about six more months let's double the amount of time six to eight months and see yeah. where you're at i bet you you're going to be just blowing things up it's going to be awesome but let's talk then and, and have you back on the show that sounds great man well I'm thank you for that. awesome I, I look forward to it thanks sam thank we'll you. talk real soon You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.